0: What's up guys? This is Garrett. Hope everybody's doing well. This is the second episode of The Rug. I've got some great responses on the first episode. Hope it wasn't too long-winded. Still trying to figure out a good format, good, you know, kind of vibe and things to to use and um, basically maybe adding some intro music and some intro sounds, something like that. Uh, so until I get this ironed out, I'm I'm just going to kind of keep going with my thoughts and things that I'm passionate about and stuff like that. So I uh, hope you enjoy the ride and hopefully we can kind of grow together. And I think in this episode, I really want to talk a little bit more about how I started my company and the things that I did that kind of led up to me knowing I was an entrepreneur, and had an entrepreneur's mindset, and what led me into starting my business and, and kind of, you know, kind of what led up to all that. So anyway, as we talked up about before, I, I was born to be an entrepreneur, uh, just born with it, no doubt. If I wasn't born with it, then somehow it was instilled in me in, in a really young age before I can, you know, even remember. I, I believe I was born with it. Um, things just maybe how you're wired. But like I said, it may, may be things that um, could lead up to it. I was self-aware of it. I knew that it was there, and I pursued the, the passion of, of being an entrepreneur and being a business owner and, and things like that. So anyway, I, I just kind of want to talk about that and how I started down to earth um, a little bit. So let's get right into it. I was in fifth grade when I moved in with my dad my mom decided to take another job elsewhere uh, that was away from our hometown and kind of gave me the option and I decided to move in with my dad. Um, no, no issues or anything, just just decided to move in with my dad and um, you know, just kind of see what life was like there. And in doing so, when I moved in with my dad, I actually moved into a, a subdivision that everybody had like half acre, acre lots and really started getting into cutting yards, taking my four-wheeler, pulling my trailer around and cutting grass and kind of develop a liking for it and there's actually a, a magazine called Walker Talk that uh, Walker is actually one of the brands of the lawnmowers that we use now and uh, I had an article wrote about me in Walker Talk magazine that kind of did you know kind of gets in a little bit more detail about uh, that uh, the fuel behind that and the drum set there's a there's a, there's a article uh, that was wrote completely about a drum set basically and how I wanted to purchase this drum set and I never actually ended up getting the drum set um, because I took the money that I was saving up to buy the drum set and when I started cutting grass in the neighborhood to uh, invest in other things but eventually we moved out of that subdivision when I was a freshman in high school and kind of got away from it and I turned 17 and I Had my brother Gregory had started a lawn care company here, and decided that he was going to move to Atlanta and partner up with a guy doing kind of bigger construction jobs, landscape construction jobs, building pools and grottos and water features and outdoor living areas and things like that, and basically um, left the equipment here and was just going to you know kind of get rid of it as, as he could um, or, or just kind of dispose of it. Um, but it was all new stuff that him and my dad had went and purchased. And so one day I kind of approached my dad and I was like, Hey, you know, I'm I'm 16 now. I could probably get into, you know, cutting yards on the side. And, um, you know, would you be open to that? And I can, you know, maybe help you out on make the payments and stuff like that. And he was like, heck yeah, go for it. So I just decided that I was going to, you know, starting cutting lawns um, basically try to do two a day for a week and um, you know goal was 10 yards or maybe possibly 20 yards if they were on a bi-weekly rotation but anyway uh, I, I kind of want to stop there and, and back up a little bit so I had worked at the the tractor dealership that was across the street and in the meantime, I would flip things and it was kinda funny and, and my my family and friends of mine that know me knew that something was different about me because I was always looking for the next thing to, to make a dollar on. And I would buy a dirt bike, and I would keep a dirt bike for a month, have fun with it, and then I would turn around, sell it, and make two or three hundred bucks. And Craigslist was just kind of become becoming a thing when I was in my late teen years. And I would, you know, flip a dirt bike. I would flip a jet ski. I would work on a boat, flip a boat. uh, I I would flip cars. I, I mean, just any anything and everything that I could get my hands on and know that I could get a good deal on it. I was flipping it. So I was taking some of that money, saving it up, and then reinvesting it back into you know equipment for my lawn care business that I was running. So anyway, I don't want to get too far ahead of me on the, the, the lawn care thing. I just you know wanted to kind of talk about the fact that I was flipping things and uh, making a profit. So I knew that, like I said, entrepreneurship and, and doing something with my life— Outside of you know the norm of going to school and things like that, that I could make a living and I could do good at it, no matter what I put my mind to, I could I could you know do really good at it. So anyway, I uh, I started cutting lawns again with the equipment that were here. So I had a trailer, I had a lawnmower, I had a weed eater, I had a blower, I had things like that. And I went and it took a corrugated plastic sign that I think was like an election sign or something. And it was blank on the back. And I wrote on the back of it um, my company name, which I kind of came up with it on a whim and and things like that. But I I wrote on the back, Down to Earth Landscapes is what I thought I was writing. And uh, actually, I spelled it wrong. I put Down to Earth Landscaps. And I would just go to local neighbor's neighborhoods. Um, Once we moved out of our neighborhood, we were still kind of close to it. So I would go to that neighborhood and other neighborhoods that had kind of popped up in the area and just drive around. I was taking my dad's excursion, um, had a trailer, had all the equipment loaded up on it, and I would go door to door if I could. Or, you know, park in a yard, act like I was doing something there. Somebody drive by, kind of slowly look at me and, you know, I, would, I had some business cards printed up. I would hand them some. So, you know, I was just doing whatever I could to kind of maybe drum up business in some of these neighborhoods and it was kind of funny with my misspelled name, and I don't know how it transpired when I started that it was Down Earth Landscapes to now Down Earth Landscaping. So somehow something something <laughs> something changed there. Um, I think it was uh, you know just over getting some signs made. Somehow I, I told somebody, yeah, it's Down Earth Landscaping, and then we ended up making some signs, and then we ended up coming up with a logo. So Down Earth Landscaping stuck. But anyway, I was. Riding around in these neighborhoods, going door to door, and uh, just faking it until I made it. You know, no, nobody knew that I was still in high school. I was, I was in the tenth grade at this point. Later, later, yeah, later years of tenth grade, um, and because um, I was, I was sixteen. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I was in eleventh grade. Sixteen, right? Is that right? Yeah, September. So. I started in this program called DCT, and um, I don't know if if everybody has that where they're where they're where they're from. But DCT was basically you you could go to work um, if you if you were caught up on all your classes and things like that. You could basically go to work for part of your curriculum and get graded on it. So. I knew I had to get out there and get busy because in DCT, you could not be self-employed. Why? Because your teacher didn't have a boss to go to and get a grade on you. Well, I was so legitimate and had so much going on. By that point, my teacher told me that he would periodically check in on me and my job. So for me to give him a schedule and he could come by and check on what I was doing and lo and behold, I gave him my schedule and, you know, I'd seen him drive by and wave at me. Um, and little did I know, I think he had actually went to one of my customers and, and talked to one of my customers and told him what I was doing. And, and um, you know, was I, was I doing a good job and stuff like that? And I think actually one of my customers graded me at one point. He realized that it was legitimate at that point and allowed me to do it. So... Um, I know I talked about in the last podcast that kind of things that have shaped me, and uh, I've been very fortunate in my life that people did not hold me down and tell me, no, you know, you can't do that. No, 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 no. People saw things in me, I believe, or we were getting to that point in time where, um, you know, technology is coming up really big and. People maybe started realizing that sometimes going against the grain it, it can be very successful for some people, and um, so maybe maybe that's kind of you know I, I hit life I came out of, came out of high school and went through high school and stuff at the right time you know a good age group. So anyway, I remember one of the first biggest jobs that I ever had, and I did it so wrong. I didn't know what I was doing, but I was not going to turn it down. So I went to this guy's house, knocked on his door, asked him if he had any landscaping projects that, or any, any landscaping needs. And um, he looks, looks at me and he says, yeah, I got something that uh, I'm actually getting some prices on right now. And he said, I'm, I'm glad you came by to see me. And I said, well, okay, what what you need? And I'm thinking, dude, I mean, seriously, it's just, just cutting grass. And I had no clue at this time. I hadn't even done much homework on my name or, or what landscaping actually was. But, you know, I didn't realize that landscaping is kind of, most people view it as, as scaping the land. So like construction part of it, doing shrubbery installs, tree installs, sod, mulching, you know, you name it. But kind of adding to the land and, and in essence scaping it. And so um, I said, yeah, you know, what what do you want me to look at? And I'm thinking he's fixing to take me to his backyard and show me his backyard. And, you know, he's had some special instructions on weed eating. I, I didn't know. And he said, well, I've got a guy that's giving me a price on redoing all of my, you know, landscaping. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. Okay. I said, so uh, what do you want me to look at? And he said, well, the front yard, we just want to redo it as a new home. Builder threw in some stuff or, you know, we're just ready to upgrade, add to it, take away whatever we need to do. And I said, okay. I said, what do you want me to do? And he said, well, just give me some ideas on, you know, your professional opinion on, you know, completely changing out everything and I said okay I said do you have any special requests that things that you want done you know a certain way or whatever and he said well on the left-hand side I want some sod and he said I want two trees planted in the front yard and um, that's about it you know the rest of it's kind of carte blanche do as you do as you please with it come back to me and and, uh, let's go from there and I said okay he said I've got another guy that was doing it for it was going to do it for me for $2,500 and he said if you can do it for around that then um, let's talk business I said okay so I went to work. I went to Lowe's. I got online. I started studying. Started reading anything I could get my hands on. I mean, and granted, this was a two-day period. I wanted to get back to the guy, not you know, twenty-five hundred dollars. I mean, this was. I mean, I'm I'm a millionaire. You know what I mean? This. I'm I'm seventeen years old, and somebody's telling me they're gonna write me a check for twenty-five hundred dollars. Holy cow! You know, I was I was. Just blown away. So, I was going to do anything and everything I could in order to get that job. And basically, uh, I did all my research and went back to him. And I stole a bunch of the little plant tags at Lowe's. And I had sketched out a design of, of his house and what all I was going to do, done all my research on all the tags. I went and presented it to him. Him and his wife fell in love with it. They were, I mean, they were like, Holy cow, when can you start? And I said, I can start, you know, as soon as next week. So, they give me the green light on it, give me a check, I think, for half of it, and tell me to get started. So, I mean, I, I'm like, for the, for the next few nights, can't even sleep because I'm so excited about it. So, trying to figure out how to start it, I'm trying to plan out everything, and uh, again, you know, I'm just used to cutting grass at this point, point. and so I, uh, I take the, the check, I think I get it cashed, and everything's good, and I go to Lowe's and start purchasing plants, I go to a local nursery and start purchasing plants. I go to Lowe's and buy mulch and in, in bags. Um, I buy my trees from Lowe's. I mean, I just did everything wrong that you could possibly imagine in order to maximize my profits. But I already had everything priced, and I knew I was going to make money on it. So I was happy with it. Couldn't complain with making a little bit of money. So um, I actually got my girlfriend at the time out there to help me. <laughs> Um, and which is my wife now so she'll appreciate this story she'll remember it I bought her a purse for her efforts but she was out there helping me spread mulch but anyway I picked up all the material got everything laid out they were happy with it did the job installed everything perfectly to a T I mean they were ecstatic about it anyway I, I did that job and and then I realized I had a passion for this I loved it you know it, it was awesome taking something that was nothing, and turning it into something that you know everybody drove by and loved and watched me do and everything else like that. So I, I really turned it into a passion. But what was really the hard thing was my age. People looked at me as that I had no clue what I was doing. Honestly, I really didn't at that point. Um, but I was gonna, I was bound and determined that I was gonna, you know, educate myself as much as I could on this because I really liked it. And uh, all throughout that job. I didn't show up until, you know, one thirty every day. And the, the wife came to me one day and she said, why don't, why don't you get started earlier in the morning, you know, when it, when it's cool outside? Because they had no clue I was still in high school. I was not going to let them know I was still in high school. That, I mean, it, as far as they were concerned, I was a grown adult. And uh, I've been doing this all my life. <laughs> So, uh, and the bad thing is the people that know me know that I looked very young. Um, I had a baby face for, for the longest time. So I probably looked like I was, I was 11 when I was, when I was 17. So it was pretty funny now thinking back on it. But anyway, I was not going to let her know. And I told her, well, I do all of my yards that I cut in the morning. And then I do the landscaping projects. Once I get everybody knocked out, she said, oh, okay. She said, I thought you were a baby. I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> so she she kind of you know was gonna call me out but um then she then I, I kind of came back at her with a with a good one that um that I was working in the morning and, and uh, she was like oh you know she got it but she, she still couldn't figure it out but so anyway no no issues after that and uh, did the job got paid they were happy kind of full circle is uh, they moved out and uh, I think we maintained the property for a long time and um they moved out and we we didn't do it for the longest time and now the last year or so I got a call from a, from a guy that you know wants me to give him a price on doing his lawn and um so he gives me the address and and I pull it up and I'm like oh my god that was the house that I did my first landscaping project on and I, I kind of told him the story real quick and he, he kind of laughed about it but we're still maintaining that property to this day so it's pretty neat you know 10 years later um still still doing that house and kind of watching the trees grow. We planted two river birches in the front yard, and they're huge now. I mean, they're 25, 30 foot tall and, and uh, you know, 10 inches, let 12 inches around to the base or so, maybe even bigger at this point. But it was funny planting them in little gallon buckets and, and fertilizing them and, and all that kind of stuff. The, the homeowner came out there and handed me these stakes for fertilizer to stake around the trees and fertilize them. And um, so it's, it's just funny to kind of, you know, watch the stuff grow from my first project. So went from that project to another project. I'm not real sure. I can't really remember exactly how I got it, but it was a retaining wall. Um, and then I got another one that was some sod. Then I got another one that was some grading. And all kind of in the same area, same neighborhood or kind of across the streets from one another subdivision wise. And I just kept growing it, kept growing it, kept growing it, investing in equipment, things like that. You know, I just, it just took off. I picked up Contracts that were across the state. You know, I really just uh, was was wise with with you know what I was doing and the money I was making and putting it back into the company and just kept growing it. And so um, I'll get into a lot more details as far as like you know how I grew it and all that. I just want to kind of give people the, the overall view of how I started. That's about it in a nutshell. Um, just just. Starting with the equipment that was that was here uh, at my dad's house, and and going out there and just and, and you know hammering it and uh, faking it until I made it. So um, anyway, want to kind of look through some of my notes here real quick. Um, I think kind of want to talk about kind of two last subjects before I, I'll, I'll leave you with this. But I really have to give. Huge thanks to my family for being there and supporting me. And I really, one one big person I really have to give a huge shout out to is my cousin Dre, Dre Faulkner. It's it's, it's my dad's brother's son, so Uncle Gary's son. If it was not for Dre, I don't think I'd be here today. Uh, a lot of people, of course, make up this. I, I wouldn't be here without a lot of people's support, but definitely Dre's support and and kind of Dre's background. So Dre kind of has my same story from what I've been told of starting a lawn care company with a. He had a golf cart. I had a four wheeler. Um, you know, he started doing lawn maintenance. Got out of it. Doing uh, started doing paving and, and things like that. Now he's into big, you know, grading and earth moving and stuff like that. So he's kind of evolved over the years. Um, and, and mine and Dre's age is probably, I think we're, we're probably 15 years apart, maybe more, um, 15, 18 years apart, uh, him being older than, than I. But anyway, Dre kind of luckily had... A family and a support group around him that that harnessed his entrepreneurial vision and what he wanted to do in life, and uh, kind of our same stories. It's it's kind of scary almost how we've we've fallen into the same story path of entrepreneurship. But you know, he started at a young age and kind of took off and ended up becoming. I mean, just a self-made awesome successful entrepreneur does I mean he's just just a great guy he's a he's a pilot he's going on you know he's he's, he's gone on to take flying lessons and become a personal pilot and for himself and has his own plane and has you know just all kinds of different investments all over the place and he's he's very he's done very very well for himself and my family has seen that and then they've also seen me starting to go down his path and then they've they've allowed me to do things they may not would have Um, you know, my dad could have easily just said, no, I'm going to end up selling this equipment and don't, don't worry about it. You know, you can get a normal job like a 16 year old and go work at, you know, McDonald's or Zaxby's or whatever. But, you know, my dad took the, the, the leap and saying, you know, I'll support you and, and I'll, I'll I'll help you, you know, make the payments on this equipment and things like that and get you started. And then, um, you know, you can kind of go from there, you know. A lot of parents don't want their kids to get wrapped up into making a, a dollar before they graduate high school because they get a taste of that money, and then you know they'll they'll quit just going to school. They'll just drop out because you know they're like, oh, I don't need school. I can I can go make you know eight dollars an hour flipping burgers over here, and, and I'm happy with that, and I'm content with that. But you know, luckily, my dad saw a side of me that he knew that I was never going to be content. Um, with 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 minimal income, and that I knew that the the sky was the limit, and basically, you know, he he harnessed that from me in seeing his nephew Dre do very well and do very successful, and saw me, you know, coming up that same path, and and um, he helped me get there, um, you know, so. I could I could have had parents that that didn't support me that way and wanted me to do other things, but I I had parents that luckily you know saw what Dre had done and the successes that Dre had made and allowed me to you know try to follow down his path, and so you know I, I have to thank him in that, and I also have to thank him and. When I started coming up, started investing in equip in equipment, um, I went to Dre and asked him if he had any surplus, you know, equipment laying around and he's like, Yeah, you know, come up here and we'll take a look at some stuff. So I went to Macon and, and uh went to his shop and he had a truck and bought a truck for an awesome deal. I mean he, he he knew he was I was stealing it from him, he was giving it to me to help me out. So that was that was really cool really neat thing of him to do and then later on more equipment and, and more trucks and things like that I purchased for him from for you know less than wholesale probably on them and uh, it was all for him to help me out so yeah it, just a just you know I have to thank him in, in a bunch of different aspects so um, I really want to say that I hope this is giving you a little bit more insight into who I am, and, and kind of building a little bit of, of of this up. And I'm trying not to get into um, you know way over detail in each each segment, but eventually come back and revisit them, and 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 um, say that uh, you know a little bit more in detail of, of how I got where I am, and and kind of where I'm going. So anyway, m- my goal is to basically teach you in this podcast, to find yourself and your passion and pursue it. You're not entitled to it. Find it and do it and don't expect anything overnight. Like Gary Vee says, you have to be patient. So, you know, I, I want people to hear where I started, you know, over 10 years ago and where I'm at today and where I'm, you know, going to go because I am nowhere near my goal. I mean, I'm light years away from where my goal is going to be. And sometimes from the outside looking in, people think that, you know, I'm, I'm, I could be content. I could be happy and I could stop right here and, um, live a good life. But, oh man, are they so sadly mistaken uh, they, they, they don't know me very well if that's their thoughts Because, you know, for me, the sky's the limit it, it's, it's different avenues It's different passions that I have You know, and, and just just completely different things Outside of the landscape industry that I'm interested in And stuff like that So, anyway, I, um, I want to just tell you Like Gary Vee says, just deploy patience Be patient, and, and good things will happen So, you know, the world is yours and I want to help you conquer it. So um, anyway, guys, I hope this is uh, not... Drug on too long, and um, you can get something from it, Um, and to you know some insight on how I started my business a little bit, and kind of faking it until you make it. You know we'll we'll hit on it a little bit more later on. Again, I hope to uh, get some positive criticism from you guys. It's a little late, so I apologize if I sound a little tired. I wanted to produce some content and get something out there, so may not be ideal, may not be the best thing in the world, but um, anyway, I I wanted to get something out there and kind of get get these ideas behind us and kind of move forward a little bit. So anyway, I hope everybody is, uh, you know, having a good week. Yeah. Have a good one. Thanks for listening.